I just returned from Exponential. If you don't know what that is, that is one of the largest conferences, church conferences in the world in Orlando. And I have three observations, three takeaways that I have found to be incredibly encouraging to me. And I think they're going to be encouraging to you, especially if you are hopeful and you want to be hopeful about the future of the church. You want to be hopeful and faith-filled about the future of what God is going to do in his church, in the U.S. and around the world. If that's the case, I think this episode will be an encouragement to you. So let's dive right in. My name's Lane. If you are new, this is the Preaching Donkey Podcast. I am your humble host. If you're new here, be sure to subscribe and be sure to go by preachingdonkey.com slash 21 days and pick up my free 21-day guide to creating killer sermons. It's a three-week, three-step process that will walk you through how to create and deliver a compelling, life-changing message. So whether you've been preaching for a long time and you're looking for just a new, fresh perspective, or if you're brand new to this and you're trying to figure out, like, how do I do this? There's something in there for you. Totally free, my gift, just for saying thanks for coming by. So go to preachingdonkey.com slash 21 days. So as I said, I went to Exponential Conference, which is held in Orlando. This is the third time that I've gone. I went in 2017, and then I went in 2020, and I went this year in 2023. So I basically go every three years, it turns out. And I've seen a lot of cool things happen at Exponential, but this year was the most impactful to me because of three very important reasons, three observations that I made that I was extraordinarily encouraged by and glad to see. I think there are very, very good adjustments that we're seeing, very good waves of change that are happening in the church. Now, I do acknowledge that this this conference is just one conference. It's not representative of every single church leader out there, every single pastor, but it is a pretty big tent situation. What I mean is there are 5,000 pastors there from the US and all over the world, all different denominations, all different, you know, theological bents and leanings in one place to talk about church multiplication, church planting, and growing the kingdom and being filled up and encouraged by other leaders and pastors. There's main sessions, there's breakout sessions. Highly recommend if you don't currently go to Exponential, it's really a lot of fun. And I think you would really be encouraged by it. Now, even though it's not representative of everybody in the whole world, it's a pretty good sample size of 5,000 people and a good indication of kind of where things are going. And there are three major observations that I took away from it that I want to share with you now. The first observation, the first takeaway, is that there is a groundswell of revival happening across uh, our, our country and around the world. Now, we know about Asbury, and that really started this movement, and that is incredibly encouraging. I have a video that I did a few weeks ago about the Asbury revival. Obviously, much has been said about that, but that was a massive topic of discussion in this conference. What do we do with this revival? How do we make sure that we keep that going, that the that we don't quench that spirit, that we don't hinder what God wants to do in his people through revival? So it was a topic of much discussion of keeping that revival going, but it wasn't just a topic of discussion, like we were sitting around going, hmm, revival. It was happening there. There was just a sense, an overwhelming sense 
of God's presence, of people being moved to plant churches, to be a, a multiplier. I'll talk about that in a second. To be, uh, to be consecrated for his kingdom work. Like things that typically in the past, when you go to these conferences, my experience was a lot of it was very just practical, training, pragmatic. Here's what to do. Here's what to not do. And there's plenty of that. Like there's workshops to get very in-depth, very practical. And you saw a lot of that even in the main sessions. And there's nothing wrong with that. I'm all, I'm all for like best practices and trying to figure out how do we do what we do better as church leaders. That's what Preaching Donkey is all about. But what was different this year was an emphasis on the Spirit's movement in our churches and in our lives and allowing Him to do His work in and through us. And I found that to be very encouraging and life-giving because at the end of the day, if God doesn't move, then none of this matters. The second observation that I made that I am very encouraged by always is that, and this conference is all about this, so this is an emphasis every year, but it was such an amazing emphasis this year. It was multiplication over addition, or multiplication over just church growth. So in the old days, these conferences were all about church growth. How do you grow your church? How does your church get more butts in the seat and more bucks in the offering plate? Uh, bucks is a uh, word for dollars. So that was the emphasis on all of these conferences was just grow, grow, grow. And there's a temptation towards that always because I don't know any pastor who doesn't have a desire to grow their church. Everybody wants to grow their church. You want to reach more people. And at the end of the day, like that's not a bad desire to have. But if the emphasis is on growth of your church or of a single church more than multiplying that church's impact into other churches and other communities and other people, then that is a problem because it's just addition. It's just getting more people. It's just adding to what's happening in that community, in that place. Multiplication is different. Multiplication is where people don't just live their lives and kind of go to church and bring their friends along if they feel like it would be a good thing for them. Multiplication is where individuals and churches actually give away what they have into the lives of other people who then give it away to other people who then give it away to other people so that multiplication happens. And at these conferences, especially Exponential, there are so many resources, tools, strategies, and ways to maximize your multiplication efforts. And I found that to be very encouraging. It's also, it's always very life-giving when there's less of an emphasis on growing a singular church and more of an emphasis on multiplication. I'll give you one example. There's lots of talk about house churches, micro churches, churches that meet one time a month as a gathered you know, group, and then or, or maybe one time a week as a gathered group, but then they're scattered every week in homes all throughout the city. And those are what are to be considered the actual churches who are then structured under this main set of, of pastors and elders. So there's some accountability in their structure, but it's not about one gathering and, and one guy who gets up there and, and is able to kind of wow everybody with his words. That's not the point. The point is that these people are in their communities, in their homes, multiplying. That's one model. It's not the only model. You know, it's not even the, it's not even the type of church I attend. I'm not, don't hear what I'm not saying. I'm not saying you have to be a house church or you don't love Jesus. That's not the point. The point is, 
is that there's a multiplicity of ways to multiply your church's kingdom impact that go well beyond just growing your services and expanding to new campuses or building a, a bigger building. And those things are really cool. So some of the like larger churches that would say, okay, we're just going to grow and get as big as possible and build a bigger building and all this stuff. There's more of an emphasis towards church planting, towards expanding to other campuses, towards empowering other leaders. And all of that is good. And I think I, I just walked away being very encouraged about the emphasis not being on how large can we grow this single church so that we can beat our chest and say, look at the size of the building we have, or look at all the campuses we have but an emphasis on how do we, in our context, reach these people where they are so that they can then experience the love and life that Jesus gives and multiply that to others. And that's cool. That's a really encouraging thing to be a part of. So the first observation is there's a groundswell, groundswell of revival that all of us um, need to lean into. The second thing is an emphasis on multiplication over addition, which is always the point. Jesus did not uh, send us just to add people, but to multiply our faith to others, to the ends of the earth. That takes multiplication. And then number three, and this is perhaps the most exciting, the most encouraging thing that I observed of, of, this, uh, of all of this, and that is this. Celebrity pastor culture is dead. It is dead, and that is such a good thing. L let me give you a little like history, okay? When I used to go to these conferences, okay, I went to Exponential in 2017 and 2020, and I've been to all kinds of other conferences, student ministry conferences, pastors conferences, church growth conferences. I mean, I, I was in ministry full-time for 15 years, went to a ton of conferences. I used to go to multiple a year, and it always was about whose name was speaking. What big brand name church leader is walking on the main stage and about to speak to us? We get to be in his presence today. Isn't this amazing? And we would all just pinch ourselves because we couldn't believe we were in the physical presence of Andy Stanley, of Craig Rochelle, of Matt Chandler, of Francis Chan, of fill in the blank of your favorite celebrity pastor. And we just could not believe we were so fortunate and admittedly, that is how I used to think. I would I would look at conferences, look at the bill of speakers, and be like, okay, I know I know him, I know I know him, I know her. I want to see all these people speak. I'm going. I'm there. And that's how exponential was. And I'm not saying that's bad. I'm not saying it's exponential used to be bad, and I used to be bad. I'm just making an observation that it used to be that these conferences were they they kind of rode on the wave of the name of the speakers, how big those names were were how much they could charge for tickets, how fast the conferences sold out, how many people came. And it was really like how to market the conference. I mean, it must be good. Mark Batterson's going to be there. It must be good. Francis Chan's going to be there. Like that, those, are, those were the types of ways that we would communicate and think about these conferences. So I get to Exponential in 2017, big names. 2020, big names. 2023, there was a few kind of household names, right? John Mark Comer was there. Derwin Gray was there. Albert Tate was there. So big, big names. But aside from those three and maybe a couple that I'm not thinking of, there was five main stage sessions or four and eight speakers, eight main stage speakers. And the vast majority, like more than half, I've never heard of before. They weren't massive names. They weren't necessarily leading massive movements and massive churches. They were just people who were practitioners, 
multiplying in their context and they had something to share. So it became less about the celebrity status of this person. Oh my gosh, Stephen Furtick is here. And more about this person is doing something or God is doing something through this person that's really powerful. So let's hear from them so that we might be encouraged. And it's less about their name and how amazing it is and more about the kingdom. And here's an idea. How about the name of Jesus? <laughs> I was more about that. So I was just encouraged by that because if you think about the, the history that we've had over these last like 10 years, a lot of big name pastors that at one point would have been these celebrity monstrosities have lost their churches, failed in some way, morally disqualified themselves because of a lot of different things. And people are people, humans are humans, and people are going to people. But we have put on a pedestal these people and raised them up. I've, I've talked a lot about this. This, is, this episode is not going to be about celebrity pastor culture, but we have done a disservice to idolize these people as little gods and just squirm around trying to like get in their presence because one, they're just people. They're not, they're not gods. That's a lot of pressure to place on somebody. And time after time after time, those pedestals come crashing down. And when they do, there's a wake of disaster behind them of, of people's lives and faith that were thrown into the, the mud. That said, to go to a conference this large, that 5,000 people in this conference, they can command any name they want. They could get literally any name they want. And they chose, and I think deliberately, to not just say, we've got this guy, this guy, this gal who are massive. They went after people. And they, they had some, Christine Kane was there, forgot about her, she's huge. But they went after people who you may not know their name, you may not know their context, and those were some of my absolute favorite speakers there because they had something to share beyond just, look at this massive church I built, look at these, all, all these books I wrote, look how amazing I am. And, and to be fair, those people are where they are because they're incredibly talented speakers. They're where they are because God has chosen to, in a lot of cases, really just endow them with talent that... Most of us don't have, <laughs> you know, like they're really, really talented and work and hardworking. I'm not trying to diminish that, but it's refreshing to be at a large, large conference and see that it's about more than just look at these amazing celebrities that we were able to get, these Christian celebrities. And that was cool. So those are my three takeaways. Now, what do we do with that? Well, number one, I think that the groundswell of revival that has happened in Asbury that is continuing to happen on college campuses, there's a lot of, of things that can be leaned into. And there's a moment I feel like in history right now where God is doing something and will continue to do something really large in the church. And I think we need to be ready for that. So we need to be repentant. We need to be expectant. We need to um, remove the distractions in our churches. And we need to prepare our people for what God has for them in our context. That's number one. Number two, um, our emphasis in our own churches should be less about um, just growing our church and adding to the numbers and more about how do we teach our people to multiply their faith. Because ultimately, that will grow our church. I mean, just practically, if you have a church full of people who are multiplying, that will grow the church. But the emphasis can't just be on let's grow our church. It needs to be on let's multiply our faith because that's what we're called to do. So is your church looking to plant other churches or at least empower church planters in the U.S. and around the world? Is your church seeking to en enable people 
to be ambassadors of Jesus in their context on a daily basis so that their faith is multiplied? Those are questions that we need to ask more than how do we get more people in here so that we can have more money so that we can build another campus and all this stuff. So that that's an important thing. And then third, celebrity pastor culture is dead. So that's great. You don't have to be a celebrity pastor to make an impact. You don't have to worship celebrity pastors. You can worship Jesus. You can be faithful to him and you can make a massive impact in your church and in the amount of people that God gives you to influence. Hope that was uh, hope that was cool. <laughs> hope that was encouraging to you and cool, cool and encouraging. Uh, I had a lot of fun. I am so happy to be back, and I can't wait to dive into more here at Preaching Donkey as we dive into how do we show up being the best we can be, bringing everything we have to the table at every sermon at every time we step into leadership in our church, and how do we see God do some amazing things. So that's what we're here for. That's what I want want to help you do better. I'm in your corner. I'm praying for you. I love you. You are, church leaders and pastors listening to this, watching this, you are the heroes of the kingdom. Obviously, Jesus is the hero. What I mean is you, you are the ones that make the kingdom work. You're the ones that are reaching the people and pointing them to Jesus and his saving power. So thank you for the ministry that you do. I've been very encouraged at the conference and I am back. So I can't wait to dive into more. I'll see you next week here at the Preaching Donkey Podcast. Until then, remember if God can speak through a donkey, he can speak through you and he can speak through me. We'll see you next time here at the Preaching Donkey Podcast.